0: Um, that I've told everybody about and that I've told people that it literally took me um, only less than a day to finish because it was so captivating and it was so interesting. Um, Fartumal, I'm really happy to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you um, for reading the book and thank you for inviting me to have a chat with you.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy to, for you to be here. Um, Fartumal, can you tell me um, can you tell me and the audience
1: a little bit about yourself? Um, I was born in Bairdabok. It's about 240 kilometers south of Somalia and I am the youngest a of family of seven uh, my parents were like most people in that part of the country they had a grain farm and then they had a little shop and then um, my father helped as, um, as a police officer so it was kind of like a village where People did different things, and they were like different. Um, for example, the the chief in the village would, would be a farmer, and then he would be the chief of the police, and then he would be the chief of the of the village. So they were different with different things. So that's what I grew up, and I was um, born there, okay. and um, I have five brothers and a sister. So. Okay. Um, so
0: Bay Daba um, in, in Somalia, correct? In Somalia. Yeah. Okay. And you said it's like 240 yeah, kilometers? i roughly
1: about 240 kilometers south of Somalia, south of Mogadishu. South of Mogadishu? Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Wow. Yeah. And um, you're the youngest of? I'm the youngest of seven.
0: Yeah. Of seven. My sister
1: is the oldest and the youngest and we have
0: five boys in the middle. Five boys in the middle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mashallah. Um, that's really cool. Um, you, from what I've, um, when I talked to you before and from what I've read, also this isn't the first actual novel that you've written. So can you give me a little bit back uh, story again about um, your
1: writing life? I actually loved um, writing um, as, as long as I can remember, as long as I was able to read. And uh, maybe part of it comes. I wasn't really um, socially adequate, if you will when i was young so i didn't really i wasn't able to um to read all the social cues all the social rules especially between girls so for example i didn't know things that the girls gossiped about in the schoolyard stayed in the schoolyard yeah so that kind of like cost me um a lot of a lot of friends and a lot of social situations yeah yeah so um so, writing, so then, um, so then I, um, my sister, when I was um, maybe thirteen, I think, mm-hmm. um, went to um, India for for schooling and then came back. Yeah. And uh, brought me um, a book, a little notebook. Yeah. With with a hard cover shell. Most notebooks back there was like a soft, flimsy ones. Those yeah, ones you yeah. get like mm-hmm. by fours or by fives and stables. Mm-hmm. But this one had like a um, hard cover. And it had more pages, maybe two hundred pages or so, yeah. and um, and and it was it had uh, the image of um, Lahore, India. That's where my sister went to do her master's. So okay. that's the image it had. So that's a gift my sister bought, bought uh-huh. for me. And I remember that week I was particularly kind of like finding it difficult to, you know, I was in um, grade eight already, mm-hmm. wasn't able to really relate to the girls. I understand. And, um, and then I started, um, you know, writing little poems. And then my first mm-hmm. story came from that. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a short st- uh, a story called uh, Amran. Amran. And um, it was a story about mm-hmm. a girl. Mm-hmm. And they explored, the, similar to this, some um, questionable cultural practices okay. in Somalia. Okay, uh, So the young woman in that story, her father dies when she's four years old mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a um, clan fighting, two tribes fighting, and her okay. father is one of the men that's killed. And in in Somali culture, at least part where I came from, what happens is if and she, this wife had two small children. Mm-hmm. So the idea was you have um, two, mm-hmm. these two small children and the husband is dead and these people were... Uh, nomads. Most mm-hmm. of their livelihood was came. They had um, they weren't farmers. They had uh, camels and cattle. Mm-hmm. So when the husband is gone, the wife needs a man to, to do that type mm-hmm. of work and to support the family. I understand. So she was um, she had to marry mm-hmm. his brother. So a lot of people call it the male. The man, so if okay. your brother dies mm-hmm. and leaves a young children uh, then you're expected, his brother is expected mm-hmm. To marry his wife in a way of keeping the land, keeping the herd, the families, the, the wealth and the kids especially the, family, the children in, in the, the family. family. Mm-hmm. And this woman might not have another man willing to take these children. children with her and marry her. And if they do, the children will go. Everything's based on tribes. Okay. This woman marries a different tribe and the children might can suffer. go with that tribe or they might suffer. So mm-hmm. there's a whole host of things. So because of that, Brother, mm-hmm. and if there's no brother, it's a first cousin, second mm-hmm. cousin. So somebody within that circle of family okay. is um, expected. expected to marry. And the same if your sister dies and she leaves small children, it's called hixi sin, and one of her sisters is supposed to marry that husband. And if there's no sister, it'll go the first cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if things like that. Okay. So her mother had to has to marry. Um, her ex brother in law, which is her husband's brother, and then um, they had to move where they were in uh-huh. to a new area. So this young girl is at the end by the time she's fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, her uncle, who's now stands for mm-hmm. her brother, um, gets this large dowry from a man oh. who's three times her age and marries her off. And, so um, just a lot of so um... it, it so it, it asks all those and um, and it will finish the book. And the book was actually has been serialized mm-hmm. in October. It started with the national paper at the time. Oh wow! In in um, July and August of 1984. 1984. Yeah. Okay. So that and was my first book, and I was, when 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 I wrote it, I was maybe 14, 15. It was when it was published. It was right after I turned 16.
0: Wow, wow, that's, yeah. that's quite an achievement yeah. um, for such a young person at mm-hmm, that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the book was serialized and then um, the mm-hmm. destabilization and basically the civil war, um, the is- disintegration basically of mm-hmm. the Somali Republic happened and you left um, Somalia, What? Um, what came of that book then? What happened and to The that book, book was,
1: the, the, nothing really at the time, it, raised, it received a of reviews, mm-hmm. and a lot of people had a difficult time believing a 15-year-old had written this book. And most people thought um, that it was, it was an adult, mature person that okay. wrote this book. because of the things so that you were tackling? So because of the theme, the things I was tackling, and the depth of uh, the issue that I was presenting things that I haven't really experienced but personally but it was there mm-hmm. socially and I mm-hmm. wouldn't see girls that were married off mm-hmm. that were 13 14 15 mm-hmm. and it's there's a difference between people usually talk about arranged marriage okay and um, so I think in my mind there's a difference between arranged marriage and mm-hmm. a forced marriage okay and I was and I was married in an arranged marriage okay so um so there's somebody would ask me um, you know is this kind of like reflection of your life um, yeah. of, of um, how do you feel okay. writing about this and then being married off in, in an arranged marriage okay. so um, so I kind of like differentiated in a forced marriage and arranged marriage okay. in my mind arranged marriage is nothing more than what um, eHarmony and Match.com would do right okay. if we do it the right way it's just somebody um seeing somebody else and kind of introducing to each other mm-hmm. as long as both parties have the right and the opportunity to say no absolutely right so yeah. when you take the right and the opportunity to say Away. no then it be, it's not an arranged marriage anymore it becomes okay the forced marriage then it becomes that whole yeah 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 so, so it's, there's no free will there so there's no free will there for both parties mm-hmm. it's not only for mm-hmm. girls the boys might the be, boys too this boy might mm-hmm. like another girl mm-hmm. and his parents would say okay this is the one you're going to marry and yeah. he doesn't have a say say to say no okay uh for most parts so yeah in in at least in Somali context mm-hmm. um when it happened as a forced marriage it didn't at, at at the onset, mm-hmm. it didn't affect. It didn't affect only the girls. It affected both the girls and the boys. A yeah. lot of boys would be liking another girl. They have somebody else. They have crushed in mind, in, yeah. in mind mm-hmm. but then they can't even admit to it. So they just have to move on. But then the challenge happens once the relationship starts. Mm-hmm. The man has more freedom yeah. to to maneuver. Within that social expectations, exactly. where a girl once this, these papers have been written. Mm-hmm. She really has has to just stick with it mm-hmm. to the. Point there's no way out. There's no way out because this man, ideally, I'm not saying it happened with anybody who's involved in that mm-hmm. country, but ideally, this man can still go off and marry the girl he liked. Absolutely, but the, but the woman would, the wife wouldn't have that, okay. that that freedom, but. But on the onset you could say both boys and girls, mm-hmm. especially the younger younger the couple were. Mm-hmm. It it affected both and yeah. neither had a say in that forced marriage. Okay. Although um men can survive mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. within. So you, you tackle something like that also
0: in this novel mm-hmm. in terms of forced marriages yeah. and the right to choose your partner yeah. um within a Somali community yeah. or so um in Somalia mm-hmm. during that time where your book is set from 1976 to 2003 yeah. uh, do you think people had less choice then than they have now?
1: Um, I don't think um, people have um, less choice now than mm-hmm. they did before mm-hmm. it if they if you have a choice it comes through the destruction right because before the civil war pre-civil war People were set and stationary mm-hmm. in their own part of the country, mm-hmm. in their own region, in okay. their own particular setup. If I came from Beit in that small community where mm-hmm. there's like 2,000 people, everybody knows everybody else. Then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the parents and the village elders, mm-hmm. or even the boys' parents would see me and send somebody and say, mm-hmm. we want that family's daughter for yeah. our son. Mm-hmm. But now, since everything had been ripped apart Mm -hmm. and people are, um, you know, 90% of the time are not where they should have been in generally, um, that opportunity to match people might not be available. Okay. Not because people are not wanting it, not because it's not part of the cultural makeup, but because people had been, you know set a move mm-hmm. and everybody's just kind of like here and there okay um so the parents may not have a, a lot of you are displaced in okay. um refugee camps within the country mm-hmm. outside the country mm-hmm. a lot of people who were farmers in parts of the country are now in the capital city mm-hmm. um you know trying to forage so it's it's and and that's one of the topics that the book deals with at one point Idil's uh, mother-in-law um, suggests that Idil remarry, marry. Idil marry her husband's younger brother once yes. her husband's gone, yeah. and um, and then Idil says, um, and then Idil says, you know, Idil sees this young man as her brother, as part yeah. of her family. Yeah. She doesn't want to buy into the social structure of you know marrying whatever. And the mother says. You're young and you need a husband, mm-hmm. and he's young and he needs a wife. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's the best course of action. To so it's a matter of practicality. Do, it's a matter of practicality. Yeah. And then when Evil says, you know, she just loved to see the one married him. It's not mm-hmm. It's not kind of like, be, there's nothing practical about that. Okay. Um, her mother-in-law says he's not coming back.
0: Absolutely. A, let's right. talk a little more about Sido um, and, and then, and um, then the um, clan dynamics mm-hmm. and the prejudice that within Somali communities were really uncomfortable to talk about mm-hmm. um, because um, just like l- last night when we were at the book reading, um, when you're outside of Somalia, you there you, you, obviously, you live in a social structure, like you mentioned, If you live in Baidabha, 2,000 people. Everybody knows each other. Um, people are interconnected that way. And there's not a lot of, let's say, um, perhaps differences, mm-hmm. especially if people live um, within their own clan mm-hmm. and operate under their own clan systems. But when you're talking to people that are um, have either been born or bred in diaspora, um, what do you think like their understanding or their takeaway from this kind of story is, um, is um, do you think that this is that they could believe that this is a real reality faced by minority clans or Somali Bantus today I mean, I'm, I'm not
1: sure I I, I hope people would do because I think although um, Somalia had been in that destruction now close to 30 years mm-hmm. and and um, anybody under the age of um, 35 has very little understanding okay. of how things worked okay. in, in Somalia okay. but and, and people even even not on the outside, even within the country, mm-hmm. people would have um, people would have a challenging um, situation in understanding the cultural setup okay. cultural mechanism right? okay. because for me to write the story, um, I didn't have to go back to Somalia because I had through that. all the stories that. that made up this and how it worked mm-hmm. in that clan system mm-hmm. before and 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 after before the war okay. and and what ramifications would it have if you add that use the war as a backdrop something yeah, to, yeah. to aggravate by okay. uh, the situation. Not really the source of the problem, but that just is- to aggravate it a little bit more. Okay. Um, it's kind of like, you know, spraining your ankle and then and then kind of twisting with your with your boot again. Mm-hmm. Kind of like just it 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 didn't sprain the the leg, the the foot, but it kind of aggravates the situation a little bit more. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I I remember you using a ladder and analogy. Yeah. And also tying it to, um, like, the four major clans and also the 4.5 political system of Somalia Mm -hmm. right now. Can you touch a little bit on that? Like, tying the 4.5 political system and tying the analogy of a ladder and how the people at the bottom... um, are always worse off. The right. lowest man, on yeah. the total pole yeah. kind of thing.
1: So, so I just looked at, and I think that um, the whole idea of this is how I see the latter system. Because in Somalia, um, I, I, when I was born, that that all I know and all I understand, mm-hmm. because of my age, was um, our former government. Okay. Right, that's all I understand, because okay. it just came to power. I must have been um, you know, a year or so old when I came to power. Okay. So, yeah. so you are talking about after the, um, the overthrow,
0: overthrow of the of military, of coup of military coup, coup yeah, in
1: Okay, So I was, I think, the first group of Somali students mm-hmm. to go through high school mm-hmm. in Somali language okay so I am um, born within and raised within that um, governmental structure okay so with that governmental structure um, you know, there were good things that uh-huh. worked. It's okay. the writing of the language yeah, and, yeah. Um, mandating yeah, and mandating literacy yeah. and mandating making public education up to grade twelve okay. a mandated requirement yeah, for every yeah. Somali student. Okay. Um you know, making keeping the um university system publicly funded, okay keep, keeping the healthcare publicly funded, all those were were a good starts. Mm-hmm. But what you see is um if that existing government startup up was equal Somali, mm-hmm. where they would, would, whatever. All you needed was enough time for the tribe, because the president has a tribe. Yes. And the top guy in the army has a tribe. Mm-hmm. And the bottom guy in the army has a tribe. So yeah. everybody has a tribe, mm-hmm. right? It's So the tribe is almost like a racial difference in North America. but. Okay. The tribe is only makes a difference based on how much power it has. It's just same with race. We can we can, you know, say black this, okay. white, that, but at the end of the day, it is based on the manners mm-hmm. where uh, matters when it comes with a power, when okay. it can impact, influence, you know, somebody's life okay. somehow. So so that existing government had all the mm-hmm. intentions mm-hmm. to have one equal Somalia, okay, and but to in, point, as in a school As a schoolgirl, mm-hmm. we were told, you know, we're going to burn the ser- tribes and wait, right, That that was actually something that happened. Yeah, it happens can, in can the book. Can you
0: explain uh, a little about um, the
1: burning of the tribe? So it, it's an the burning of the idea of tribe, the concept correct? of tribe, okay. to kind of like almost a use of I, I, um, I used. The, the burning sense to mm-hmm. create a vivid image for, mm-hmm. for, the, for, the, um, for, for the readers. Okay. But growing up and, and being in school, mm-hmm. we were told to, um, there was an image. We had to create an image out of fabric, out of whatever, mm-hmm. of, um, of what tribe looked like mm-hmm. and kind of like destroy it. The mm-hmm. idea was Judging somebody on on their tribe is um, a capital yeah. crime, and yeah. people would go to jail for it. Okay. So that was what the government said. Okay, and but but at the end of the day, we could all see that um, the president wouldn't but wouldn't give a cabinet position to somebody but those in his tribe or those that are married to a woman that's his tribe. Right, so everything was going to them so it was clear okay. to everybody that and still... that's and that's a discrepancy between Sido and it see okay. could see it it could say on paper yeah. there's no tribe yeah. anymore but in practicality mm-hmm. everything is done to the tribe yeah yeah and uh, and the president wasn't going to go give somebody so that's what we had we had what was on paper mm-hmm. which was there's no tribe and what all it what every Somali person mm-hmm. And then we had what what happened in practicality mm-hmm. where people wouldn't really would just treat their clansmen better. better, Or, or yeah. give the opportunity to their clansmen what other so, people weren't getting. So now, fast forward, mm-hmm. the government collapsed and everybody who tried to get in power mm-hmm. until, let's say, maybe 2009 or whatever mm-hmm. was based on tribe. Okay. Right? So... Um, so now, so we have a political so now, system. So now based. we create the, the government somehow, mm-hmm. with the help of African Union, United I don't, I'm not, I don't really like politics. Yeah, yeah. But somehow, government was established, and the idea is this is how to divide the seats. The four point five. Okay. So then, what's very interesting is if somebody said to me. Um, we're dividing the seats mm-hmm. based on um on tribes because mm-hmm. that's the only venue of division we have mm-hmm. because the country is not safe enough to give everybody the opportunity to give their one vote okay. or be able to go around the country to campaign. Okay. I get that okay. it's not logistically safety yeah. wise, as economic as possible, okay. so we have to divide it. Okay but what I find very difficult to swallow mm-hmm. is to give certain group of people that were always prejudiced Mm -hmm. half the things. Like they were marginalized. Marginalized, it's it's now they're marginalized on paper legally. Okay. So So there's nothing illegal about saying some nobody from the other clan Mm -hmm. can ever be a prime minister, the way the system is. Nobody in that clan, other group, can never be a president, Mm -hmm. can never be the Speaker of the House, can never be a minister to any important cabinet And that, and that is something
0: that you're saying is written down?
1: Uh, yeah. Or, or are you
0: saying that that's what the 4.5 implies?
1: That's how, that's how the 4.5 is implemented. It's the not way it's, implication. It's not I- implied. It's actually the practical. The way that, that it's implemented. Yeah. Okay.
0: So because one of the questions that um, I had about that, and I think I expressed it um, last night also, was the fact that, um, could it be seen as a way to make sure that everybody is allocated some sort of um, representation, right? The way that, it, let's say in America, we, if we have like something like affirmative action to make sure that um, different uh, groups are represented. Is, could it be akin to affirmative action or are you saying that it's actually a disservice and it's more akin to um, when African-Americans were considered three-fifths
1: it's, of a person? It's, it's exactly, it's opposite to if somebody had said, you know, there are um, this number of seats in the parliament, because there's only so many seats to go right. around. If somebody said these are many seats in the parliament and it's being divided based on Size of geographic location or mm-hmm. size of a population. I don't know how somebody would count that. Mm-hmm. I would understand if that was how mm-hmm. we, so it's on the we population went of that it's not, tribe It's not. It's not the population of that tribe. It's not a way to divide and say unless we do it this way, mm-hmm. these people are not going to get the seats they want. Okay. But it's a clear, firm place to say. You know, they are not allowed to get. They can only get, no matter what the size is, whatever, they can only get one fifth. Like half, I should say, half of half. a seat. Okay. Right? And those half a seat can never be half of a like major way. important okay, so, seat. Oh, it okay. cannot be prime minister. It cannot be president. It mm. cannot be speaker of the house. It cannot be, you know, the minister of finance or the minister of defense. It cannot be any tangible, important seat that would make impact somebody's um, position. It's sort of like you have Mm -hmm. uh, a seat at the table, Mm -hmm. but um, you only have you only can sit half of that chair, right? Or you can only sit half the time. Or you can only Mm. speak half the time. So you get Mm. not only get half the seats, Mm -hmm. but you get Have the seats, and they can never. You can never combine those seats Mm -hmm. to make an important seat.
0: So, I, I, from what I'm understanding, then is like the 4.5 system is a way um, to undermine um, the personhood of minority clans. So, the on paper, um, ideally at first, it may have seemed a way to make sure to allocate representation for um, minority tribes. But what you're saying is that. Um, it's used to discriminate against them. It's used to undermine their um, their voices or their um, the things that they would like bring forward. So it's a legal, basically discrimination.
1: And I'm not I'm, I'm not sure whether people who did it are conscious about what they're doing. Okay. And, or people who are doing it have the idea that this is how to start, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll move on to a place okay. where. Um, you know you could be from the other or you could be from the main biggest tribe you have to understand even those four main tribes mm-hmm. have hierarchy and okay. you could see some of those main tribes were always in power okay and some of those main tribes were much less in power okay. even that there's a prejudice even that kind of system okay right and the where, four main tribes. where for example somebody from um, Rehawain tribe might not be the prime minister, or whatever, or somebody from Hawiye tribe might not be this or whatever. So, even even those four have some kind of mm-hmm. ladder okay. of of importance, or ladder of historically
0: like having power, or having historically historically having been in power having been in power and in, power in, in since nineteen
1: fifties when Somalia had um, the process of becoming independent. Okay, so that's so that's that, and I and I. Assume somebody could argue this is the only way to get about um, somebody Copy get about so. some representation, but what I find very difficult mm-hmm. is that assumes a these people would not fairly be able to gain a representation because they're not equipped intelligence wise well, or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. um, but I would I have a hard time accepting the fact that. I'm giving half the plate mm-hmm. to this person in order for me to give them representation. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I find I find that to be very difficult, and I'm yeah, not. Yeah. And I'm not into politics, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the what the what the idea, the concept, and the background mm-hmm. and that whole thing was. Mm-hmm. But um, it's sort of it's sort of giving you a job in this organization where you are just as hard-working and as deserving as and as qualified, but you know you will never be able to be the CEO of this company, no matter how hard you work. You'll never be able to be. You're working at a coffee shop, and you work, and you'll be working for years, Mm -hmm. and somebody's giving you your job. Mm -hmm. Somebody's giving you the hours you Mm needed, but you will never be a shift manager. Okay. Or a store manager. That it's much, like a glass ceiling That much then? is guaranteed. Like you're not going to um, be able even to put your your application forward mm-hmm. for it. Okay. Because it's clearly written on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be um cashier. You can work back in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You can work as a dishwasher. You can be a shift manager, but you cannot be a store manager. Okay. I gotcha. So on in, in, um,
0: continuing that conversation about um, the political disadvantages, um, one thing that I did notice in the book was despite Sido um, being of the minority clan, um, he still had access to education. Um, one of the things that I was wa- wondering about was about the educational roadblocks or lack of educational access um, to um Minority clans. So, is that something that in the previous government um, was an issue?
1: Um. So when it or came like to, when it came to um, public schooling, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell, when it came to public schooling, um, you know, if the parents, whatever village, whatever town, mm-hmm. whatever um, community or city you lived in, uh, you could send your child to a public schooling mm-hmm. and there was no, now I don't think there's any public schooling going mm-hmm. on in the country since 1991. But when I was going through schooling, you could send your child to public education mm-hmm. and that there was no limitation of a tribal differences. Mm-hmm. Although some parents were often shocked mm-hmm. if somebody from a born tribe appeared to be doing better than academically their than their child. Okay. but. Then, I think, then, um,
0: Professor Eno you know, mentioned something, yeah, and I don't know where I heard that, but I remember it, him. There's saying a, there's that there's or a reading, a YouTube it,
1: video, a YouTube video. Okay. Of, of him talking about how people were shocked because his brother was getting higher grade than their kids. But the challenge came, mm-hmm. uh, when it in two things mm-hmm. number one, if um, some countries were giving uh, Somalian government or Ministry of higher education scholarships okay so let's say American University in Washington would send um, you know twenty scholarships mm. to master's degree students or twenty scholarships mm-hmm. for um, for kids in, in 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 high school that can go to undergraduate okay and maybe India would do the same thing. Maybe yeah. Egypt would do the same thing. So that's that's one. And it was the covered price for everybody. Yeah. And the second one was universities in the country, and those were publicly funded. So if you were admitted, you, there was no need for you to pay. Okay. But as the government went on, mm-hmm. um, your tribe that you belong to significantly mattered. Where. You um, whether you were able to get a seat into the university or not. Okay. So the public school up to grade twelve, mm-hmm. you were okay. Mm-hmm. But once it came to the university, because the seats were limited, mm-hmm. let's say if a university could take, um, you know, four thousand kids that mm-hmm. year, and um, and there are ten thousand kids graduating from high school across the country, then now you have to pick who gets a seat to the university, no what? matter what program, whether it was, you know, a prestigious medical school or mm-hmm. engineering program, or whether it was a business program, or whether it was polytechnic program, mm-hmm. whatever it was, then you have to decide. So one way to decide mm-hmm. would be grades. Yeah. Because in Somalia, we had the 12th grade 12 mm-hmm. grade, and then we also have standardised government exam okay. for grade 12. Okay. So you could have 90s in grade 12, mm-hmm. and um, and then you could have um, 80, whatever, or 70, whatever, in the exit exam, mm-hmm. then you won't be able to get in. So the exit exam has to match or be better on whatever your cumulative average for grade 12 was. Okay. But then... Somebody from those other tribes could mm-hmm. have 92, 93, 94. Mm-hmm. But the, another person from the white kind of tribe mm-hmm. could have 78, 75 and get that seat.
0: And like on the government exam and still get that seat yeah. because of their connection. Because of their
1: connection. Okay. Or, get, or, or they exclusively, um, maybe there were a few seats mm-hmm. that were given to other people as a window dressing, mm-hmm. but exclusively those scholarships went to be with connections. Okay. And um, and the publicly funded universities went to be with connections.
0: Do you think some of these things, right, tribe is definitely an issue, and nepotism and corruption is definitely yeah. an issue, right? But do you think some of these things could also be um, lack of regulation of, like, education and in general?
1: No, it's just a prejudice. So it's just it's, based it's, on... So the prejudice could use different vehicles, okay? Right. So prejudice could use um, a color that like we see in North okay. America and the Europe. West mm-hmm. um, to judge people. Yes. Prejudice, prejudice could use um, economic standard, who's poor and who's rich, and uh, prejudice could use somebody's gender, mm-hmm. whether somebody is a, a, a male or female. Mm-hmm. It could use ability. Mm-hmm. Where uh, people with disabilities are disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. Also, it could use as um, it could also use as a, a tribe as mm-hmm. a vehicle. So all those are just vehicles for the use for prejudice. Yeah.